I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Can you say the letter C? Welcome back. Another episode CC Hunt Files. We are coming at you at what would be the second week here in January. Um, gosh dang. Unfortunately, uh, it is not cold. It is not snowy here in Ohio. I'm slowly losing my mind. Um, we're going to get into that here in this episode. Um, it's your boy, Clint Casper. We're going to go solo on this one, give you guys an update, talk about a few things. Um, Looking forward to doing this. Uh, you know, I've said it before, the solo ones, um, they're tough, but I, I it's a challenge for me to be able to, you know, convey thoughts and kind of just go over shit that's in my brain, which some of you are probably like, wow, that's fucking scary. And I mean, you know, it, it probably is a little bit. Um, sometimes I get down some rabbit holes and sometimes I, you know, um, probably sound like I, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm trying to get thoughts across and whatnot. But just wanted to say... Um, Started the new year for Solo One of 2023. Been doing this now for a year. Can't thank you guys enough for all the support, um, all the you know uh, loyal listeners and and the feedback. Um, I don't look at any feedback as bad feedback. I've got a lot of great feedback from you guys. I really appreciate that. Um, even even the feedback that some think, oh my God, you're being an asshole. That's that's you know you're being negative. You're, I, I honestly I don't look at it like that. Um, constructive criticism or, or quote unquote negative stuff is good. It's how you grow. Um, fucking up and failure is, you know, how you figure out how to do things better and whatnot. And I'm all about that. I want to put out the best podcast episodes each week that I can for you guys. And uh, with that being said, yeah, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, it's, it's been a hell of a fun first year and I'm looking forward. Uh, there's a lot of big things coming on this second year as far as for CC hunt files and, um, working class bow hunter and everything in general. So yeah, sponsor wise, um, give a quick shout out to Grizzly Coolers. Um, Black Ovis, Hunter's Box Club, Novix, um, they've all been loyal this whole year. I'm probably going to be adding a few more on um, for this 2023 season, so I'm excited about that. It's always fun to grow the podcast and grow the partners and sponsors, and it probably gets repetitive. You guys are probably like, fuck, I get tired of hearing about it. But honestly, though, without that support and without you know s- some sponsors and, and, and partners and whatnot, I mean, and honestly, all of them are great friends, which is great about WCB and CC Hunt Files is like all of our partners, sponsors, whatever you want to call it. It's all stuff that we were honestly either using or would be using, um, whether we get it for free or we were paying for it. I'd still be running Grizzly, still be running Black Ovis, still be using Novix, um, still be shouting out and, and trying to help promote Devin over there at Hunter's Box Club, um, the guys at Loophole, you know, um, Big Time, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, but just, you know, really want to. 
I don't want to make it to where it's um, I'm trying to feed you guys bullshit. Like these are products and these are things that I've been using or I have used a long time or I would still be using if they cut ties with me tomorrow. Uh, it's all still stuff that I'd be like, you know what? I get it. I'll just go buy it at the store. I'll just go, you know what? If you don't, if you can't be a partner anymore, okay, but I still love your products. Um, good friends with everybody. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. It, it's great to have that kind of relationship to where it's not just this business thing. And that's what's really cool about what we do is it's never just a business thing. We're best friends with a lot of these guys and girls behind the doors at these companies. So that's really cool. With that being said, starting off, um, I do want to say right off the rip. So, if any of you are going to be around uh, the ATA, we've got that show coming up in Indy, January 11th through the 13th. We will have the Rubline Marketing Room, the Rubline and Slash Working Class Bowhunter. Um, we'll be there. We'll be walking around some. Thursday, I believe it's 6.30 to 7.30. You can come hang out with us, have a beer. We're going to have like a social hour. Depending on how, drug, how drunk Doug is that day, he may be partially naked, fully naked. I'm not quite sure, but you guys can stop by, check that out. That's always a good time, always fun. Um, yeah, the ATA is always a good time. It's fun to get over there and, and you know see a bunch of companies and, and have meetings and kind of make, uh, make the world go around when it comes to the business side of this. And, of course, we get to see a lot of our friends and, and hang out, and, and it's always a good time. There's a lot of people there that I only see at that show, so it's cool. So if you're going to be at the ATA swing by i'm sure we'll be out every night um howling at the moons over there and i forget a couple of the other bars over there in indy but you know we're always out and about looking for a good time in the evenings so by all means if you're around the area hit us up um come find us whatever and yeah i'd love to have a beer shake your hand you know maybe you want to kiss us on the forehead maybe you want to punch us in the mouth i don't know i mean hell it depends on the mood you're in i guess at the time but come on over either way and have a beer or shoot the shit whatever um we also so the next show after that, then February 23rd through the 26th, that's the Indiana Deer Turkey and Waterfowl Show. Um, fun show. Last year was my first time there. Did seminars there. Um, we had the live podcast. That was really fun. So I think all that stuff's still in the works. Um, probably will take place again. That was a hell of a good time. So again, that's February 23rd through the 26th. Indiana Deer and Turkey Waterfowl Expo. And then Iowa and Des Moines, March 3rd through the 5th, you've got that classic. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Iowa show is always a really good one. Always a great time. Um, uh, excuse me, I had to get a drink there. It's always a good time. Uh, yeah, a lot of great people there, a lot of great companies. So come on out and support that. Um, it'd be great to see everybody. There's there's always a lot to do at that show, and, and it's definitely fun to you know be able to shoot the shit with all you guys for a while and catch up. We've got some badass merch, new hats, new shirts. Um, oh, right now, CC Hunt Files shirt, the original logo shirt, it's on sale. Instead of 25 it's 20 bucks while supplies last. Go ahead, support your boy. Um, go on workingclassbowhunter.com. Go to the store. Hey, I don't even know how many sizes of what we've got left, but I know what's left's on sale until we sell out. And then we will have a new shirt coming. Um, really cool design that Eric's got worked up for CC Hunt Files, so I'm excited about that. As far as WCB goes, we've got a bunch of hats and shirts, um, new stuff. I think there's some new stickers in the works. Um, I can't say a whole lot, but Eric's busting his ass over there, keeping the merch hot off the press. There's always a ton of stuff that, you know, he's always working on. He's always designs ahead. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that, that guy really busts his ass, and, and I can't thank him enough for what he does. That uh, that merch room, keeping track of all that, especially during show season, um, I've played a small part in helping him with some of that, especially at the shows and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot more invested in that than just, uh, hey, here's some hats, here's some shirts, let's sell them, I'll take your money, I'll give you a bag, here it is. They're, they're behind the scenes, that, that guy's busting his ass, so shout out to Eric. With that being said... So we still got the chip challenge going on. Let's talk about that here for a quick second. So currently, um, Doug has a buck. Eric does not. Now, at this stage in the game, um, it's it's at the end. I mean, we're, Eric's scrambling. Um, the time this podcast drops, there'll probably be a few days left at best. Um we're coming down to the wire. I know Eric has had some opportunities. I know he's got some great bucks that he's on. So it's going to be really cool to see if stars align. The weather is not ideal by any means out there. Um, like I said, it's shit right now in Ohio. But it's really uh, it's going to make things interesting because, you know, if you do get a buck in front of you right now and you're Eric or you're a guy like me, you know, there is the pressure of, holy shit, um, now, mind you, I don't have to eat a chip and light my asshole on fire, but like for Eric, that pressure's there, but also just the pressure of there's not many opportunities left. I mean, this whole season, I've yet to have an opportunity, and we're going to get into that, um, but for Eric, you got this chip challenge, and you know, so a few months ago, um, Sammy and I were out in Iowa, and we were at this little local bar, and I, I might have told this on the podcast before, but we watched a guy who loves hot stuff. Um, he's a Mexican boy, so he grew up on hot stuff, I'm sure. Loves hot sauce, loves all the hot shit, jalapenos and, and whatnot on his burger. And, and, and I'm that guy too, but I watched him eat, or I should say we watched him eat this chip. He did the chip challenge. And um, immediate eyes watering, um, couldn't breathe. Uh, it was pretty painful to watch, and that kind of turned me away. I always said maybe I wanted to do that. I watched that. His name's Paco, and I uh, watched Paco do the chip challenge, and I thought, holy shit. Doug better really, really hope he wins this because ketchup is spicy to him. Uh, you guys have heard us talk about that. So with that being said, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the chip challenge was Doug versus Eric. Uh, biggest buck wins. Uh, loser is going to eat the hot chip challenge. Currently, seeing as how Eric has no buck, obviously Doug is in the lead. So Eric needs to get a buck killed, and then it goes off a gross score. Like I said, largest buck wins, losers eating the hot chip. So that's going to be interesting. Um, we're Like I said, we're getting down to the wire with that. Talking about the Ohio season just in general, you know, like actual deer seasons. Um, mine goes till February 5th, so ours always goes out the first Sunday of um february so long season archery season never goes out starts the end of september runs clear into february um man this year's been a test for me not a ton of mature bucks um had one buck in mind if i'm being honest i really thought when i got back from all my western trips i I would come back focus on easton um, as most of you know, he killed, you know, his first buck, a, a great buck. We actually just got the mount back the other day. Just absolutely fucking looks so good. So stoked. Uh, going to get a good picture with him in that mount outside. If it ever starts, stops raining someday, I can actually, um, get a good photo of that, which would be, which would be really cool. Um, 
that was my main concern. And I thought, well, once I get back, I will basically be able to, you know, kind of start focusing after I can get him on a buck on some deer myself had a, I'd say he's five and a half, six and a half year old deer, uh, six by seven short time, but heavy long beams. I, I really thought, you know, yeah, this is a buck that'll trip my trigger. Um, I'm more on age and, and just what gets me going than I am just antler size and inches, you know? So for me, like, for example, I've got some one fifties running around right now. Yeah, we'll say 145 to 150. I don't know if they'd both for sure be 150s, but close that are young. Three and a half, four and a half. For me, I just can't kill those deer. Um, I know what those deer will turn into. I just can't get myself to do it. That just, you know, they're great bucks. Now, if those deer were, say they were six and a half, seven and a half, maybe even five and a half, eh, I would probably, that would be for me, okay, mature buck. Yep probably would be able to hunt those you know but for me when they're young i just for me i just can't do it so i get this buck in front of me um it's actually october 8th and i had him again i think it was october 17th so two times i had this buck in front of me and he just didn't do it for me um you know i preach on this podcast don't fucking settle i felt like he was coming in and i was almost having to talk myself into grabbing my bow so for me that's a no-go um i'm just i'm not that guy i just uh you know, if I've got to talk myself into shooting an animal, it's just not for me. It's, it's just not the not the bull, not the buck, not the, you know, whatever the hell I'm hunting. If i got to talk myself into it, it's just not there. Um, I've made that mistake a few times, you know, years ago where I sort of talked myself, I guess you could say, like into shooting an animal, get up to it, and then you're like, gosh, damn it. It's just not, you know, you're thankful you know, you killed this animal and you've got the meat, but it's, it's just not the, 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 the deer you were wanting or the bull you were wanting. And, and it's for me, I just, I would rather eat a tag or go shoot a doe or something else than to basically kill a buck. That's just not what I wanted, especially a young buck. So for me, this buck just wasn't it. Um, I really, if I'm being honest, that kind of deflated me because that was about the only deer that I honestly, truly was really excited about. Um, I'm not a giant rut guy, but this year I was kind of relying on the rut. Hopefully uh, a big buck at some point would stumble in. Um, ended up seeing one really good buck in the rut that I would have killed that wasn't really a local buck. But outside of that, you know, I'm usually a guy that's hunting a specific buck, and this year I just didn't have an absolute slammer to go hunt. Uh, last year I chased the, you know, the big eight around, and the year before that, you know, every year I've just always had a big deer that I'm, I'm after. It's been like that for the last probably 10, 15 years. Um, that, that's that's just how it is for me. It's a specific buck. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the how-to, the where-to, the when, the why to go get him killed, and, and this year was just very different. Um and it was kind of deflating. And, and I want to talk about that. You know, I think guys think, oh, man, you know, this guy's a machine. That guy's a machine. He's mentally tough. He never wears down. Ah, bullshit. Because I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I have guys that are always complimenting me on the grind and, and how hard I hunt and how I mentally stay in it. And, yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty good at that. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, this was a year that – it, it was a, in plain words, it was a fucking struggle to stay motivated and a fucking struggle to stay in it. 
and that's human nature. I mean, that's just being real, you know. Um, so for guys that are out there that are, you know, they get down or they get in a rut, they get in a slump, and they're like, oh, well, man, if I was like so-and-so, they never have this. They never do that. Bullshit. I'll tell you right now, I mean, some of the best bow hunters out there that I know, you know, and I've talked about this mental struggle with them. Brian Barney, good buddy of mine, probably, I would have to say pound for pound, the toughest SOB that I know. I mean, that mother effer is, I mean, he is just brutally tough. And mentally, there's times where, you know, him and I have talked. I mean, it just, you just got to almost stop and reset yourself and reel yourself back in. And and it just really, um, it really fucks with you, especially when, you know, I'm 99% of the time, I'm a really positive guy, a really positive person, a lot of energy. You know, you guys know that. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking excited about life all the time. I'm excited about stuff, but there's just times where this year is one of those things, you know, I, I was really kind of internally battling some demons when it came to, you know, not having a specific buck and, and trying to find one and, and, and wasn't able to. And, and, and the struggle with kind of, okay, October left. Okay, November left. Okay, now we're into December. Okay, I got some cold weather. Still nothing's showing. I'm running, you know, 15 cameras and, and, and doing everything I can do. You know, I got, I got big time plots out. I mean, I'm running, you know, here in Ohio, you can run apples, you can run corn to try to like just find a buck and then go hunting, figure out, not even kill him over that, but just try to then go find, okay, where's he bed and how do I get in between? Okay. At least I know there's a big buck here. I mean, I was trying just to locate a big buck, just locate one, just find one. And couldn't do it. December comes and goes. Now you're into January. You know, here we are. Second week of January. I'm still scratching my head. I'm still really, you know, trying to figure out the game. Um, the Western hunts did not go as planned. Um, you know, I mule deer hunted probably 20 some days this year. Um, hell maybe even pushing 30 elk hunted, I think 14 days. I mean, just really fucking grinded out West. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I feel sorry for myself because I didn't punch tags. I could have killed smaller bucks, smaller bulls, had some absolutely fantastic encounters. Uh, I've been trying to post more reels of some, just some epic country and epic shit that I got into. Um, it, it just didn't work out. So the Western hunts started my season and, and it was kind of a, you know, lost 16 pounds, put on a ton of miles. I mean, just fucking went after it every day. Um, spent the whole month of September with my good buddy, Jared Knighton, his brother, Keith. They've been on the podcast before. We just went for it. I mean, just totally went for it in Colorado and Utah. Um, went back to Utah and, and chased bucks for eight or nine days in the rut. You know, just absolutely went after it. And it just didn't pan out. Then you come back to Ohio. Ohio's not panning out. Um you know, I've got some other states I could go to and hunt, but honestly, like, I'm like, man, I'm, I, I'm just striking out here in Ohio. I gotta, I gotta get shit figured out in my own home state. And you know, that shit will wear on you. I mean, I'm human. Um, these guys that are natural born killers, trust me, they go through seasons and they go through times where it's just, they're mentally just fucking sunk, you know, but what you've got to be able to do and what I've learned through this season is you've got to be able to lean on experience of when tough times take place, you just slowly keep chopping the fucking tree down. Little by little, keep swinging, keep swinging, keep swinging. Little more wood flies off, little more wood fly. Before you know it, the fucking tree comes down. And, and that's honestly what I've had to do with 
this season is I've probably never had to dig deep to motivate myself harder than I did this year. Um, just absolutely had to really truly rely on, you know, grit and determination and knowing that in years past when I've kind of laxed off or I've kind of maybe given up a little early, you know, back in my younger days, a couple seasons, I threw the towel in early and I fucking regretted that. I regretted that for the entire next year until I got a chance to redeem myself. So if there's one thing I can tell you from experience, do not cut yourself short. Don't sell your season short. Don't give up short. Um, I can remember one Western hunt, I, and I've talked about this before, I left Colorado two days early, and I had every excuse under the sun. Um, blisters, bad blisters, the worst ankle bite I've ever had, the worst ankle bite I've ever seen. I mean, it was damn near like, fuck, I might have to go to the hospital for this. Tired, lost a bunch of weight, wasn't able to get on bucks, running into hikers, running into bikers. I had every fucking excuse under the sun to leave. I left two days early. Instead of staying for nine, I stayed for seven, got the hell out. Got to my truck. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great idea. I got to get, you know, it's time to just fucking leave this state. It is what it is. I'll lick my wounds on my 28 hour drive. I'll tell you right now, the worst drive of my life. So I got seven hours down the road. I'm on interstate, I believe that's 70 or 80 out there. I pull off at one point and I almost turned around. Part of me was like, turn the fuck around, go back. You're only going to get to hunt a day and a half, but you know what? You have to do it because you mentally aren't going to be able to accept that you left early. And then I'm like, okay, by the time I get there and like, I like talked myself out of it. Cause at that point in time, it just wasn't financially a great move. Like I'd already, I was already down the road seven hours, already burned through a tank and a half of gas. Like I'm just like, holy fuck. Like. I regretted that. You know what? Honestly, I'm happy I didn't. I'm happy I did it. And I'm happy I didn't turn around. I regretted those two days and thought about those two days and the what if and what could have been and what might have happened. I thought about that for the whole next year. I've never left a hunt early ever again. Probably never will. Um, there's times where in your mind you you get into this moment where you, fuck, I should just leave. I should just, and I think back to that. I think back to that 2018 season, Colorado high country. I left two days early. I think about what that did to me mentally and how fucked up that was. And I had to work out, shoot my bow um, every single day, no matter what I was doing, breaking hay, um, fucking whatever. Didn't matter what I was doing. I was thinking about those two days. I quit on me. I left early. I threw the towel in. I'm going to tell you right now, do not throw the towel in boys and girls. If there's still season left, go down swinging. You'll be happy with yourself. Win, lose, or draw. Stay after it. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm, I'm just honestly really soul searching, um, digging my heels in, grinding hard, grinding deep. And you know what? If a big buck presents an opportunity, Boy, I'll tell you what, he fucking better not let me get the limbs back because gosh damn, I'm starving for it. But there's also the flip side to that coin. Maybe an opportunity doesn't come. Maybe the reality is, is I'm going to go down swinging. And you know what? That's okay too. Because as long as I put in the effort, as long as I did everything I possibly could do, the way I look at it is I still won. Because a lot of people would have already thrown this season in. It, 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 it is not, besides Easton killing his buck, um, 
which honestly, I've said this before and I'll say it again. That was my biggest concern. That was my biggest, you know, that for me, if I didn't kill a damn thing, but he shot a buck with me, that's all I was worried about. So for me, there is no bitching. I mean, I might sound like I'm bitching right now and, and I'm not bitching. I'm, I'm just being honest about where I've been because it's been a struggle. But in all reality, him killing that buck, that's realistically like all I honestly needed. And, and, and that's kind of what I set my goal on. Now, for me, um, you know, like I said, at this point, I really want to punch my tag on a, on a big mature buck, whether that's a big mature seven point that goes 130 or maybe that's a 165 inch 10 point that shows up that's seven and a half years old next week. I don't know. I'm waiting on cold. I'm waiting on snow. I'm prepared. Been shooting my bow. I got cameras running. Um, big time food plots are getting hammered. You know, all my spots. I mean, I, I've got shit in play. I, I just need to find a big buck or have a big buck move in. And, you know, what's cool about big deer is a lot of times, I just had Landon on the podcast, Landon Thomas, and I had Chris Jay, and they both talked about mature bucks moving into certain areas come late season. And, you know, that's what my Giant 8 did last year. He moved back into an area. I got pictures of him on a Tuesday night. Or Sorry, my dad saw him Monday night. I put a camera up, got pictures of him Tuesday night. Wednesday night, I killed him. That fast, your whole season can turn around. Whole season can be spun around and turn around in a blink of an eye. And for me, that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. I'm, I'm going to keep grinding, keep searching, keep digging, and keep looking for that opportunity. And if that opportunity comes at me, oh, baby, I'm going to fucking make the most of it because I'm, I'm ready. Daddy is hungry. Holy shit, is he hungry. He's starving for that opportunity. So it's cool to have that. That starving mentality, I mean, when, when you're just so, so, so hungry for it. I mean, you're a dangerous guy, and, and I, I just need an opportunity. But um, speaking of Easton, we uh, we got to experience a first with him. So his um, his aunt and uncle, so Lee Ferguson and Gabby Ferguson, um, shout out to them. And they got two little girls, Roe and, and Hadley Jane, and my boys are best friends with them. So we all do a lot of stuff together. Um, well... Lee will be coming on the podcast soon. He's a he's a big buck serial killer, and, and I need to get him on and, and pick his brain, and you guys will definitely like listening to him talk um, high energy and knows, knows his shit and has just killed some slobs in the last few years. But anyway, he the other night, uh, the boy's mom, Danielle, texted me and said, hey, can, can Easton go with um, with Hadley, Lee's oldest daughter, and she's, uh, she's five, Easton's six, and can they go shoot some does together with Lee? I said, oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, they wanted to double up. So Hadley ends up, sorry, Easton shoots a doe, looks like he smokes her. Then another doe comes in, Hadley shoots it. So they're all pumped. They're high-fiving and I mean, it's great. I'm getting FaceTime updates and Snapchats and and everything and um, it's awesome. Well, come to find out, Easton hits his buck a little far forward, or sorry, his doe a little far forward. Um, let her go overnight, go back in, not dead. Um, just actually ends up hitting uh, almost like in front of the shoulder. So no heart, no lungs. There's just nothing there. Um, Doe's just fine, you know, but it's a bummer for him, but it's, it's a learning experience. You know, it was his first time kind of his buck, he made a perfect shot on. So now with this, he, I had to explain to him, you know, like what happened, deer's going to make it, 
you know, we tracked it, um, let it go overnight, backed out, you know, so the whole nine yards, he got to experience all that. And it was a really good learning experience. And and I think that's even for a little guy like him, failure at something and being disappointed in what took place there, you know, that's one of those deals where he's going to learn from that. And now he's like looking for redemption. He's like, well, on average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, I have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com WCB. That's mintmobile.com WCB. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com WCB. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Dad, I got to get back out. You know, I got to redeem myself. I got to, you know, so, so that kind of instilled a little fire in him to go back out and settle the score. And, um, I think that's really important, you know, to get these kids involved and, and yeah, we want them to all taste success and we want them to all taste, you know, killing something. But at the same time, when something like that happens, um, it, it's actually good be, because it, it's not good that you wound an animal. I, I don't want, I don't want to say that, but it, it's good when for bow hunters at some point, that's going to happen no matter what. I mean, at some point you're going to have, you know, um, you're going to hit a deer wrong or you're going to hit a deer back or, you know, whatever the case may be, something like that is going to happen. And he got to experience that. And, um, you know, although it's not the most enjoyable thing, it's something that I think a lot of kids in today's world, maybe they don't get to experience, you know, that they, they don't get to experience maybe failure enough or, you know, we have participation trophies. We have this, we have that. It's like, nah, I mean, if you lose, you lose and some, and you got to deal with that. Life's fucking brutal. You know, of course I wanted Easton to get that dough. Of course I wanted him and Hadley to get the picture together with both their doughs and that'd have been great, but guess what? It didn't happen. So what did we learn from that? We learned about, okay, well, shot a little forward. You know, um, we learned about tracking that night. We learned about backing out, you know, I mean, there's all these things that we learned because of that. And because of that now he's, he's more, you know, he's more honed at this skill. He's also hungry for it. You know, now it's, 
I got to redeem myself. I got to redeem it. You know, and, and, and he can't wait to go back out there and, and, and prove to himself like, okay, I'm going to learn from these mistakes. I'm going to figure it out. And, and seasons like what I'm having right now where it's been tough and I'm grinding and just shit's not going right. You know, someday I'm going to look back on this season and, and I'm going to be like, remember that one year? When you just fucking nothing could go right and you were grinding and you grinded it out. And maybe, maybe I kill a buck at the end of this season. Maybe I don't. But if you never give up and you never quit, you can learn from, okay, I did not go down without a fight. I didn't go down without swinging. And, and, and you can, you can lean on that. You know, I mean, over the last couple of weekends, there's been a lot of great football games. I'm a big sports guy. And, um, you know, I watched that Ohio State-Georgia semifinal college football game and, you know, a lot of Buckeye fans, um, which I'm not, I'm a, I'm a big Oklahoma Sooner fan, I'm a fucking Boomer Sooner, but I don't root really against Ohio State, I'm just not a Buckeye fan. Um, but anyways, I watched that game, you know, and a couple different points, they're up 14, I think at one point they might have even been up 17 against Georgia. And I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh yeah. We got her in the bag. No, you don't. That's Georgia. Georgia's been there. Georgia's got, you know, fifth year, senior, quarterback, old Stetson Bennett. You know, part of that team, um, including that quarterback, has been through trial and tribulation. They don't get rattled. Kirby Smart, that coach, he's not letting you get rattled. Play the play, go to the next play. Play that play, go to the next play. And sometimes... That's the only way you're going to dig yourself out of a hole. And it's the team or it's the guy that can constantly keep chopping, keep chopping, keep chopping, keep chopping. And at the end of the game, Georgia ends up winning 42-41 because they never worried about the scoreboard. They just kept going play after play after play. Here's what we're going to do. And I think in seasons like what I'm having right now, what a guy's got to do is keep looking at every day. Okay. I'm going to hunt this hunt, then I'm going to figure it out from there. I'm going to move this camera, I'm going to figure it out from there. I'm going to do this, figure it out from there. I'm going to go scout, scout this spot. I'm going to knock on doors. Hell, this year I've knocked on more doors and done more searching for ground and looking than I have in a long time. And it's just because every day I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? You know, I'm not worried about, okay, I've only got this many days left. I've only got, yeah, it's in the back of my mind, of course. And of course, the scoreboard was in the back of those players' mind, of course, but that's not what the focus is on. And for me... The focus has been, okay, I got to figure out what can I do. And down the road, I guarantee you, I, like I said, win, lose, or draw, I will look at this season and I'm going to be like, all right, you know, what the hell? What did you learn from it? You never gave up. You never quit. And, and, and you can lean on that. You can build character. You can build confidence in yourself. You know, when you quit at something and you give up, every time you do that, I don't give a shit if you're trying to eat a whole pack of saltine crackers and you give up. Or if you're trying to kill a big buck and you give up a week early, if every time you give up, you're allowing yourself to understand that it's okay that you gave up on yourself. Fuck that. You want to go mentally destroy yourself? Start giving up on yourself. Start being okay with giving up on yourself. Start being okay with fucking settling. And let me know in one, five, ten years where that gets you where that mentally puts you, where it physically puts you. Let me know how your relationships are. Let me know what your bank account looks like. Let me know what your status of being a dad or a mom is. Excuse me, I'll guarantee you, it ain't gonna be any fucking good. So that's something that I think is very important. You know, we, we, we've got to build on this character, all of us do, um, and really hold tight to, hey, 
I don't fucking give up on myself. You know, I'm my biggest critic. I, I get asked all the time, you know, isn't it hard to have sponsors and partners and, and the podcast and, and Peterson's bow hunting and all these places constantly wanting content and you need to kill, you need to... No. If I'm being totally honest, you know, my biggest critic, my biggest critic I live with every day. It's fucking me. When I look in the mirror every single day, there ain't nobody judges me harder than me. There's nobody pushes me harder than me. There's nobody that is like, Clint, don't fucking let me down harder than me. And I've built myself to think that way because if I get to the point where my biggest fear in life, like it is right now, and it's taken me a while to get here, but my biggest fear in life ain't dying. It's fucking me letting me down on any situation that I'm involved in, whether that's me as a dad, someday me as a husband, um, me as a bow hunter, me with this podcast, me in my jobs day to day, um, whatever the fuck it is. Me let me down. Oh, fuck. That's my biggest fear. And when you're afraid of something, you're constantly grinding to not let that shit happen. So for me, ah, there ain't no bigger critic on myself than me. I'll be the first to tell you anybody that I'm harder on me than any, you know, you guys might see comments and, and people are, oh, y'all, that, that bastard was, was being a dick to you about your podcast. Hey, I'll take his criticism. I'll look at it. I'll think about it. Maybe it's something that I agree with. Maybe it's not. But honestly, in all reality, that stuff doesn't bother me. I try to learn from it. What bothers me is if I look in the mirror and go, you could have done better. You should have hunted harder. You should have done this more. Uh, you should have played with the kids more. You should have done that. That's the shit that really fucks me up. So for me, you know, this season, I lean on that as far as, okay, if you go down swinging, and, but you can look in the mirror on February 6th, the day after season closes, and know you did all you could do, that's all that matters to me. But speaking of the new year um, and whatnot, you know, it, it's going to be exciting. Like I said, we got some cool things with this podcast, with WCB. We got another podcast that's going to be, you know, um, coming out. Um, man, just really excited. You know, just all the opportunities and, and all the things that are, you know, that are capable because of you guys and, and the support and the amount of listeners. I mean, it's just crazy. Kurt put a bunch of stats out there at the end of the year. Um, how many different countries have listened to this podcast and, and how many different in-studio guests and just it's fucking insane the amount of traffic that this podcast has and the amount of people that listen to this podcast and that are loyal listeners and, and just, it, it's nuts. I mean, it, it really truly is to think where it started. I remember going to Kurt's place way back in the day. I think it was the first or second place him and Sam ever had together, you know, basically a damn closet that they turned into a little studio. Um, to think about that and then to where this is now, it's just crazy. I mean, and then to have an opportunity given for me to, you know, be on the podcast a lot, be a part of this. And then that builds into my actual own show. I mean, it, it's just fucking insane, but we got some really cool stuff coming down, down the pipe. Um, all oh, the shoot June 10th will be the shoot this year. Galesburg archery club. If you guys can't make that fuck, you're really missing out. I mean, that has been, that has been so much fun for me to meet all the people, um, that support this podcast, to drink beer with them, shoot bows, hang out, bullshit, it's just such a fun weekend. I mean, it's just such a fun time. You know, that's just one of those deals where it's like, 
for us to be able to give back and give events where you guys can come hang out with us and it's not all business. We're able to bullshit and kind of let our hair down, let our tits out per se, and just freaking have a good time. Man, I love that. I, I love being able to, you know, kick it with you guys and drink beer and, and bullshit and, and talk and, you know, and at the trade shows and different places, we try to do that as much as we can, but it's, it's constrained, you know, we're, we're, we're on time clocks, we're on a schedule, we're trying to fit all this shit into a day, whereas the shoot, it's like a whole weekend of us just being able to kick it and hang out and relax and shoot our bows and drink beer. Like I said, we can let our tits out, you know, let our hair down, however you want to look at it, you know, we can... I can show you my, you know, my fucking belly button, whatever. And, and, and we're able to just have a good time. I absolutely love that. I encourage anybody that is able to go to that shoot again. That's June 10th, Galesburg Archery Club. Would absolutely love to see all of you. Um, with that being said, yeah, I, I just, uh, gosh, on the grind, um, going to get this season you know, um, win, lose, or draw, go down swinging with archery season. Then it's right into all the show season. Um, probably going to be doing some seminars. We got some live podcasts at some of the shows. Going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see a lot of you guys at the shows. And then, yeah, hell, won't be long. And I've already got bucks shedding um, and, and dropping antlers. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's always fun. I always try to hit that magical 50 plus number. Last year, I come up short with that. So really going to try hard. Um, I, I always try to be in the forties or, or fifties and, and, put a ton of miles in um, over the years I've kept track and it's usually around 280 to 300 miles walked will lead me to that 45 to 50 sheds. So a lot of miles, um, a lot of fun. I love doing that. Got some cool trips, some bear hunts in the spring plan. Always go out to uh, Kansas and Nebraska with my good buddy, Ryan. That's always a fun trip. We pretty much do that every single year and hunt a bunch of Weehaw and public units. Um, it's funny, you know, everybody out there will let you hunt turkeys on private but oh my god you bring up deer and they're like oh get the fuck out of here you ain't hunting deer here but turkeys though uh we have gained some private pieces but um honestly the public pieces have been really good to us out there so that's fun you know it's time to start kind of looking at that um getting new bows set up and new equipment and and you know we got some new product partnerships this year it's going to be exciting to work with some of those you guys will be hearing more about that as time goes on you know i'm really stoked to uh Speaking of one of the products, you know, with Dialed and, and Scott, my main man over there, I'm really excited to get um, a new Arxos on there on this new this new bow I'm going to have. I'm, I'm getting a new uh, Dialed built right now as we speak, um, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's just it's just a fun time of year. You know, you end one season, you start another. Food plot time. We got to get Joe from Old Big Time back on here and start talking about. There's there's a bunch of new stuff coming down the works with Big Time. Really excited about that. Um, I think the ATA is when a lot of that gets released from Big Time, so that's exciting. We'll make sure we uh, keep you guys updated on what all's going on there. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I'm uh fuck gonna be grinding. Finish this Ohio deer season out strong. Hopefully get my opportunity, man. Uh, yeah, for all of you out there with tags, whatever state you're in, just fucking finish strong. You know, I close every one of these podcasts out with the same slogan. And I mean, honestly, like I live by it every day. I hope you guys too. I think it's a good one to live by. Um, yeah. Hey, you guys know what to do. Don't fucking settle. And I will catch you next week. I've got some absolutely fucking great guests coming up with a lot of cool stories. We're going to talk about a lot of cool shit. I got a professional archer coming on. I got some more big buck stories coming. Um, we're going to have tag application season strategy podcast coming down the pipe. Probably going to do a two-part series with that with a special guest. So yeah, got a lot of cool shit planned for you guys. Um, 
Like I said, love the fuck out of all of you, and we will catch you next week. Thanks. Can you say the letter C? Files.